Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is episode number four, Vomiting Your Way to a Memorable Personal Brand with Natasha Soleil from Girl CEO Universe. Hello and welcome to the Erin May Henry Show. I am your host, mentor, and friend Erin, and I'm here to teach you how to show up and feel confident to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. This podcast is all about personal branding, and we dive deep into topics such as mindset, growing a global community, social media marketing, and building your online empire. If this is our first time meeting, then welcome my beautiful friend. I am so incredibly excited to have you here. When I'm not podcasting, you can usually find me on my YouTube channel, all about business and mindset, hanging with my community in the May Collective Facebook group, or of course, drinking a wine somewhere down in sunny Australia all of which you are totally welcome to join me. If you're ready to shake things up and step up to the plate as the game changer that you were created to be, then this is the podcast for you. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode, my beautiful dear friends. I'm so excited to be bringing you today's chat because it is with one of my favorite human beings that walks the face of this planet, Natasha from Girl CEO Universe. So Natasha and I are great friends. We pretty much speak every day all about life, our businesses, and building our online empires. And Natasha is an absolute wealth of knowledge when it comes to business and personal branding. Her ideas are so incredibly innovative. She's such a bright, intelligent, and fun human being. And I'm so excited to be sharing this chat with you today. So let's jump in to the interview. Thank you so much for jumping on the call with me and being the very first interviewee for the Erin May Henry show. Yay, I'm so excited. (laughs) It's so funny because Natasha and I were actually just having a chat trying to figure out exactly when we started speaking. Um, So we could basically give you a little bit of background because if you aren't aware already, Natasha and I pretty much speak every day. I'm talking about her all over the internet and we have the YouTube group that we um, are kind of trying to do something with together. (laughs) Um, Lots of other plans that will come in the future. But yeah, we were just basically trying to figure out when it was that we started speaking. And I said I had a really funny story and I had to just wait until we actually got on and started recording to tell it. So basically, Natasha was just saying she kind of had been watching my channel for a little while. And what do you say? Like the law of attraction, kind of trying to hope that we started speaking. Yes. (laughs) And then it was so funny. And honestly, George can vouch for this because I found you on Instagram and I loved your branding. I was like so drawn to your branding and just like the way you were showing up. And obviously, this is like a huge part of what we're going to be talking about Um, like with personal branding, it wasn't just like the colors. It was like the way you were like speaking and engaging. And I was just like, man, she sounds so cool. (laughs) I was like 
full nervous to message you. Really? <laughs> yes. And then honestly, you can ask George this question. And honestly, I had messaged you and I was like to George, I'm like, what if she doesn't write back? I'm like, honestly, I felt like I was like dating again. I was like, George, what do I say? Like, how do I not sound so like desperate? Like, how do I make friends with people online and all this stuff? It was so funny. And then like, I was like, seriously, like checking to see if you'd written back. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so funny. It's so funny because um, as I tell Erin all the time, I was stalking her on YouTube for a while and I wanted to hit her up. I was like, she'll never, ever, ever hit me back because her audience is already so massive right now. This is when you're just at like, wow, you've grown so much. It's like you're like at 30, I think thousand subscribers at the time. And now you're like well over like 60 something like you are killing it. But I was like, oh, this girl will never write me back. And so when Aaron hit me up, I thought I almost passed out. <laughs> I know. And I'm like stressing over like sliding up into your DMs, trying to get like dating advice from my fiance. Hey, listen, if that can be a lesson to anyone, it's that if you want to reach out to someone, if you feel like there's someone that you can connect with online, or if you feel like there's someone that you wanted to make friends with, like just go for it. Because at the end of the day, what's the worst thing that could happen? They don't write back or they say no, but like, chances are they could be sitting there by any chance, you know, worrying about messaging you as well. So just go for it is the lesson. And the most hilarious part of this is that I always say to Aaron, like, we are like, like reincarnated, reincarnated from the same soul because we are like exactly alike and like how we think. Like, it's so funny. I feel like she's like my twin across the world. (laughs) (laughs) And, And how many times we've always like basically got on the WhatsApp of voice notes and gone, oh my God, I have this amazing idea. I need to share it with you. And one person shares it and the other person's sitting there like, you've got to be kidding me. I legit had the exact same idea. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's all fun though. It's all fun. It's just, but it's so hilarious how we're like in each other's head. Seriously. <laughs> and honestly, another little lesson here is, you know, the entrepreneurial journey can be so freaking lonely. Like, let's just all be real and not just try to like put on a fake smile. It can be super, super lonely. And I think it's so important to just find people that you connect with, that you can relate with and that you could just support each other along this journey. Like I honestly, sorry to get a bit sappy here, but like, I don't think I could do this without Natasha and us going back and forth, like on our WhatsApp messages each and every single day. It's just so incredible to have someone who's like-minded and on that supportive journey with you. So if you are listening to this and you really are feeling maybe a bit lonely or a bit stuck, then my suggestion would be the first thing you should do is really go out there and start networking and making some like-minded friends along the same journey. And the yes. group is a good place to do that. <laughs> yes. And don't get discouraged if people don't want to talk to you. Cause once you find your business bestie tribe, you'll be so happy that the other people didn't cause you'll fit right in with your crew. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's almost like you've got to just think it just wasn't meant to be like, maybe that person wasn't going to give you what you need, the emotional support that you need. So you can't just take it as, oh, I'm being rejected personally. Maybe the universe is guiding you in a better direction. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. So I am so excited to jump in and talk to you all about personal branding. So Natasha and I actually speak about personal branding to each other pretty much every single day. It's something that we are both enormously (laughs) passionate about. And as you can see, Natasha's brand and who she is herself was kind of what attracted me to her and also 
all of her amazing clients that she works with and her supporters, particularly on her YouTube channel and her amazing looking social media. Um, but honestly, Natasha is such a wealth of knowledge. She's so incredibly talented in what she does and so passionate about really helping people just like me to, you know, be unapologetically themselves and build a brand and a business and an empire out of that. And as she says, to help women to build a life they don't need a vacation from. <laughs> so <laughs> I would love to throw the floor to you. Did you kind of just want to walk through and you know particularly regarding your online presence walk through how you kind of got to where you are today with your business and your brand yeah sure so um I am like an OG like blogger I actually built my first website at the age of eight and I've had my first blog at the age of like 13 um I was like with a small community of like teen bloggers that had our own like domain and everything I used to just blog about my everyday life and um as I started vlogging and getting more into like design and things like that um you know I decided to create my own graphic design company and so um, as I started like kind of growing and putting myself out there and then dabbling into like YouTube, I started off as like a beauty YouTuber. Oh my God. If you look it up, you can see some of my old videos, <laughs> don't look, but don't look it up. <laughs> hey, but, um, <laughs> everyone's got to come from somewhere, girl. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> I'm uh, pretty ridiculous, but I, um, uh, I found YouTube to be such a source of like creation. I had so much fun with it because you can kind of like show up and just be yourself. And I also, while doing all of this has been in, like theater and like entertainment and things like that. So for me, YouTube was like a place to like kind of put on a character and like, have fun. Um, and then basically, um, you know, people started finding me and really liking my brand. And I started like getting a chance to work with like, you know, companies, but not in terms of like brand collapse, because my uh, audience wasn't that big yet, but I actually would get hired from them, like hired by them to like create content for them so that they could like sell to their audience. So pretty much like I ended up kind of getting into marketing just through people finding my content and then me like being a part of marketing campaigns and then it kind of just like this organic growth. And then eventually I just became a full on freelancer. And uh, the freelance journey was kind of fun because uh, uh, while I was kind of dabbling and learning things, I really learned a lot about business and making money and you know how you can literally go from high months to like nothing the next month and just learning from that whole thing and eventually i ended up at um girl ceo because after you know helping a few companies launch um one company that uh, people know most know me for is uh lalumia uh, i actually was a part of the launch of the lalumia makeup brush cleaner where um, I was there from, you know, the concept of the actual brush cleaner to the actual launch and the execution of it. And I uh, grew that company from zero to a million in one year. So, awesome. um, yeah. So then, you know, after working with a lot of these different companies, I decided that I wanted to take my marketing experience and share it with everyday women. Yeah, that's so amazing. And then, so I kind of just want to just jump back for a second there. There's kind of two things I wanted to touch upon here. First of all, with that first video that you put out on YouTube, because this is something that I feel women struggle with so much. They they have all these really, really high expectations of, you know, I need to put out these amazing videos, you know, it, it, and I understandably it is a competitive landscape out there. But do you ever watch those first videos and just feel so happy at how far you've come? Like watching those videos, do you realize how much of a journey it has been? And does that just make you realize that, you know, it's all about that journey. It's not about just nailing it first time. It's about that growth that comes with it. 
You know, it's so funny. Whenever I look at my first videos, I almost cringe. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, but you know what? It really is a journey. I think that, um, you know, when it comes with like YouTube, you know, when you first do your videos or just with branding in general, like, and I think people really have to think about this whenever they're doing something new is that when you start your brand, whether it's on any platform, it's always going to be awkward. Yeah. Like, that it just comes with the territory. You're figuring things out. You're learning things. It's going to be awkward. But when you think about it, it was so much, it's so much more fun in the beginning because you're just experimenting. You don't really know any better. Yeah. I think it gets more stressful once you start like having that audience and then you're kind of like, oh my God, I, gotta, I can't like, you feel like you're stuck in a box. Yeah. But I think that you have to really just learn to enjoy the process because you want to make all the mistakes in the beginning because no one's really watching. So it's like you can flub, you can say something offensive, delete it and no one will even know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's really, yeah, just coming, just coming to understand that I think everybody's chasing almost that over. That night success that fast growth when what you've got to understand is yes it might be challenging now because it is awkward and you you have those moments where it's like oh, i just put like 13 hours into this video and no one's watching it but the new stage is going to come with a whole nother level of stress and kind of anxiety with it anyway so just enjoy where you're at yes and youtube is a platform that definitely requires patience because as you know that like Instagram, you can see linear growth. YouTube does not work that way. YouTube, you go through periods of like extreme growth and then it's like plateau, plateau, plateau. You're sad, your channel's not growing and all of a sudden something pops and it's like all this growth and plateau again. It's like up and down, up and down. <laughs> yeah, so much so. And I think that's, uh, you know, I've spoken so many times about uh, YouTube particularly just being a really, it is that preparation of kind of, oh, sorry, that combination of preparation and timing. You, you are just going to have that one video and it's probably going to be the one you least expect you know the one where you basically look like shit you're just yes. like oh fuck it i just need to get something up like throw it up there and it's just going to go viral or it's just going to blast out your channel you know it's not going to be the one that you worked for 13 hours on but you've just got to be there consistently to have that opportunity and that is so true with youtube you just have to keep showing up because you never know which video is going to take off and the one like you said that normally does is the one you're like shocked like how did this video get big <laughs> what people actually like this stuff <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so you were basically working with brands and in marketing and then what, 2017, you decided to launch Gelsio and really kind of step out. Yeah, you obviously had your YouTube prior to that, but really step out as, you know, a brand and a personal brand. How, like, is developing a personal brand something that you've consciously worked on? Like, I'd really love to dive deep into your thoughts around personal branding and if you can give some advice on, you know, is it something that you've really thought about or is it something that you kind of stumbled upon? So yes and no. So at first, when I first got on the inter internet, I was so excited about personal branding. But, you know, when you kind of grow up as an, a teenager on the internet, you start to get really self-conscious about being on, on the internet. So I wanted to be, for the longest time, one of those artists that could just put out content and not be seen. Um, I didn't really start getting into personal branding until I started like realizing that it was just more fun that way. Like to, for me, personal branding was more like a self-expression. It was like, here I can show up as myself, be myself and just have fun with it. And people will come to me just because they like me. And in terms of like the business side of it, I noticed that, um, 
you know, because I was working for these brands, a lot of things that I did were like influencer negotiations. And so I would work with like YouTube influencers. So pretty much for any YouTube influencer you can think of or any celebrity, anyone that works with a brand, like I know how much they make. And I'm not saying that I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna start doing personal branding because I can make like $100,000 for a post. Um, I say that to say because personal branding opens so many doors for you and me seeing like how many doors were open for these people that were willing to step out of that like generalist or specialist type of um, level and like level themselves up to like celebrity authority. Those who really focus on their personal brand, um, you know, got a lot more opportunities. Mm -hmm. And when you think about your life and you think about like what you want to do, you don't want to be stuck, right? Doing so much active work where you're like locked in your house, working with so many clients and customers that you can't even leave. You want to be able to, if like you want to sit out for nine months and have a kid, be able to know that you could just do like a TV interview or write a book or something like that, or release a makeup line and you can like take that time off. And so I started really thinking about like, what is the best way that I can leave like a legacy? What is the best way that I can be able to create something where I can actually retire from like what is the best way that I could do that that's also creative and for me that was personal branding yeah absolutely and I love that you've kind of walked through that so crystally clear as well because I think that's the thing that a lot of people are missing from understanding what personal branding is all about it's not just about and we talk about this all the time it's not just about those colors and how the website looks in the landing page it's really just you positioning yourself as a profitable entity, essentially you being that, that package. And that just opens the door for so many more opportunities. But I wanted to ask you, cause you've been kind of then on both sides of the spectrum. Why do you think it is that it's so desirable these days for businesses and why are they, you know, funneling so much money into these personal brands and working with these personal brands over kind of these traditional advertising, you know, avenues? So the thing is, is that, you know, advertising is super expensive (laughs) and, you know, if you look at it from both sides, so for example, if, you know, normally what companies used to do is they used to just hire a photographer to take a picture of their product. They would put it out. They would spend like $20,000, $15,000 on a photographer. Yes. These companies spend a lot of money on, you know, people who create content. Um, And then they would get this product and then they themselves would have to then pay for ads and things like that. And so their marketing budgets were just massive, right? And then you have these regular people that have built such close connections with people. They have this large community and audience, right? And so not only can they get you to create the content, but they can actually get you to market it. And then it's more efficient because it's coming from someone that these people know, like, and trust, right? So that's why I always say, if you don't stand out in front of your brand, you're gonna have to hire people to stand out in front of it for you because people don't care to buy from products. They're not as loyal to logos anymore. They care about connecting with people. It's kind of part of that Kardashian, you know, age and you know from a business perspective it makes more sense for business owners to hire someone that has a deep connection with somebody they're pretty much just buying access to someone's audience and so you know regardless of what you want to do I think that it's so smart to build a personal brand just because it allows you to diversify your income and it just it's smarter business wise it's like you know think about Tony Robbins right like even if he doesn't offer coaching ever again his brand alone is enough for him just to sit in his room and write books all for the rest of his life or once every few years and 
you know, or show up and do an interview with Oprah and he doesn't have to like work or do anything. I mean, outside of the fact that he also owns like 20 other companies. Still. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it works, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. So just, yeah. Opening the doors. Um, in terms of, I wanted to kind of also take another step back because you did mention something about the self-confidence side of things. And I think, you know, you've obviously stated your case in that even as an entrepreneur, you know, even, and would you agree, no matter if you're a service entrepreneur, a product entrepreneur, any learning entrepreneur, personal branding should be a huge part of that. Um, but I think one of the things that most people struggle with, even understanding all of this and understanding the opportunities that can open for them is particularly with women is the confidence side of things. So, you know, I wanted to know a bit more about your story. Were you, were you always confident enough to just get out and make videos? I mean, you have such energetic videos and you bring such an awesome energy and passion to those videos, but were you always this confident, um, you know, enough to share all of these pieces of you with the world? You know, it's so funny. I honestly would say that I'm not confident when it comes to videos. I mean, I know that some people say that it comes across that way, but as a creative person or just as anybody, I always say, and this is kind of the place that I operate from, from if you operate from creativity, you never have to worry about perfection, the way you look or anything. So I always think of how can I just be creative in my videos? So what a lot of people don't know is that the reason why I've done like high intense editing stuff for my videos is because for me, it's me being artistic and it, it's really helps me like that's my confidence I mean my confidence is in creativity people don't know I edit because I'm not confident just speaking in front of people because I'm not confident just talking to people I edit because that's like the way I can you know do it because I always feel like when you come from a place of being goofy creative having fun then you don't worry about the little things so I always say whenever you stop feeling confident about something or if you're struggling with it come from a creative place and you will execute because it's, it's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's then just fun. It's an experiment. So that's what I say. Wow. And that's such a great lesson for anybody who really is listening because to be honest, and we speak every day and I didn't even know that about you. You know, I watch all of your videos just thinking she's so confident, obviously in the level of confidence that you have when you just speak to a friend on the phone, that's, that's the ultimate goal for us putting ourselves anywhere on the internet. But you know, for me and the way that I see you, you seem to be exactly the same when we speak on the phone as you are, you know, in that whole authenticity piece there. But I never knew that there was like a struggle kind of with confidence. So that's such an interesting point for everyone who is listening. And I think that really drives home the whole fear, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. So even now to this day, after you've made what years and years and years of videos, what's that kind of process then before? Do you have anything to get yourself, you know, before a video? I know obviously the editing side is where you thrive, but before a video actually jumping on, if you're not feeling so confident, do you have any type of practice to bring your most authentic self to that camera? Um, not really, to be honest. I always say like, find your inner Sasha Fierce. So for me, like, you know, Beyonce has her Sasha Fierce and I have, I don't know, I don't have a name for her, but I literally just like, find that confident side of myself. Now, I'm not saying that I show up to video now like terrified and shaking because I really don't. I mean, at first I did. I was like getting ready to like, you know, every time I came to video, I would just like be shaking in my boots. And really, (laughs) if you're at that point now where you're just like on the verge of like vomiting or like you're just so nervous, my best tip for you is to do three practice videos where you you do it just for yourself, but you do it good enough to where you can give it to somebody else if it is, you know, good enough. So it's like dress rehearsal. Yeah. But I feel like when it comes to video, you just have to get used to seeing yourself. And so for me, 
like, I wouldn't say that it's something I'm confident with. It's just something I'm used to. And then I just show up as like, it's, it's like myself, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like when you see someone flipping their hair and doing stuff like that, like I don't really flip my hair all the time in real life. I mean, sometimes I do when I'm being sassy. But okay. you know, it's just about like, you know, it's like you show up like as a performer, I guess. Like that's what I think of it. I, I draw into like my old acting theater days. And if you have trouble really with showing up, I would recommend like taking a theater class because theater and modeling, like all that stuff will help you come up with like it'll help you find that fire in you that will allow you to show up in my opinion. Oh, I love that. Honestly, everyone theater classes. I've never even thought to do that, but definitely (laughs) quite, quite theatrical anyway, (laughs) such, such, such good advice. And honestly, yeah. I mean, it just, it really shows all of, you know, you being you on camera and stuff like that. And knowing the backstory about that, I think that's going to be so inspiring for so many people just to kind of just get out there and do it. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. If you're struggling, whether it is with video, podcasting, vlogs, or putting yourself out there, you know, as Natasha's spoken about, it's so important and it can lead for so many opportunities, but you have to show up as you. And even if you are nervous, like it doesn't matter. Just do it anyway. Natasha did it. Look how it worked out for her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just think creative. If you're nervous, it's like, how can I do this in the most creative way possible? Like tap into that little kid that just like to draw and stuff like that. And you'll find your way. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so excited to go back and edit this because I feel like there's going to be so many like quote cards. I'm actually going to make, start making quote cards <laughs> for you. You can tell you're a writer. Sorry. I don't even think we mentioned this at the beginning, but Natasha, 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 Natasha is actually an amazing writer as well and you know you can absolutely tell that in the way that you speak and I cannot wait I'm going to make some quote cards for you (laughs) thanks thank you (laughs) guys get ready to IG these out (laughs) so something else I kind of wanted to speak about and this again is a conversation that Natasha and I have kind of philosophically dove into many times in our rants and chats together. But I mean, the online space is obviously absolutely amazing. There's so many opportunities, you know, as we said, if you show up as a personal brand, it's not just having this business, whether it's a product service or, you know, digital product business, but you can pursue so many other things when you're showing up as your own self as this personal brand. So it's obviously fantastic in that sense. But I mean, there is the negatives as well. Like there can be the the social pressure, the comparisonitis and all of that that comes with the territory as well. Have you ever felt that pressure to kind of show up and act as someone that you're not, or, you know, to show up in a different way than who you are or, you know, comparing yourself to other people? Oh, for sure. Probably (laughs) more so I want to say up until probably like six months ago, to be honest. (laughs) And I say this because in the online space, there's so much pressure to like market a certain way, have your colors a certain way, have the same sales funnel to do so many things. And it's like people like kind of insinuate and tell you, if you don't follow this one way, then you will not succeed. Right. And so I always felt like, oh my God, I got to be like her, 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 and her. And it's so funny because when I originally drew out like my idea for my business and wanting to talk about personal branding and how like you know, really for a lot of these companies or really even just for Lalumi, if you just take that, for example, what got them on Wendy Williams, Forbes, Cosmo, Glamour, all of that was, you know, the branding part of it. We put a lot of effort into video content and really, really, really hammered that in. 
And so for a while, um, between you know, working with them and then collaborating with influencers with them, I had seen how important personal branding is, you know, you know, even with that said, I was still like in the, you know, like, oh my God, like maybe what I have to offer isn't good enough. Even though I knew from the beginning of my business that I wanted to talk about personal branding. That's what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about personal branding, storytelling, how I learned how to communicate with your audience and tell a story to get them excited and to get them kind of uh, uh, connected to your brand. I wanted to talk about all those things, but then I'd convinced myself that no one cares to hear about personal branding. Like, you know, no one cares about that. They just want to hear about sales funnels and things like that. And I truly believe, you know, to those of you guys that are listening, I think that the old model that people are like currently shoving down everyone's throat nowadays is so dead. Like the systems really are only necessary, in my opinion, to get the traffic in. Like the systems are pretty universal across every business, but it really is that personal brand that gets people to say yes. Like, you know, a lot of things that like Aaron and I were talking about, even with our sales funnels, like majority of our income came from the brands, you know, that we built on YouTube came from us connecting with people. It did not come from, you know, that automated thing that everyone keeps talking about and you don't have to like, you know, insult people or, or, you know, pressure people on the sales call when you have a brand because people have already decided that they like you. So they're just like, yeah, I want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like just the formalities, like the consult, the sales process is just almost the logistics of how things are going to work rather than really having to pressure people. And I, I love, and this is something you've spoken about quite extensively, but I love that whole thing about the systems are really just what brings, you know, they're, they're just how the visibility side of things are just what brings people to you, but they're not going to stay unless they really buy into your message and really buy into your story and find that alignment of values. And all of that comes from having a personal brand and something that I think is so important. And as kind of Natasha was alluding to then, and this is something that I've done a lot is it can be so easy to really fall into the pressure of trying to be something you're not or, you know, speak about something you're not, just like you were saying then, Natasha, like you, you wanted to talk about branding so long ago, but you thought no one was going to be interested in it. So what you defaulted to like sales funnels, like we all do when we kind of go into um, business coaching and things like that. But at the end of the day, guys, if you have something that you're passionate about and you want to show up as just your authentic self and speak about this thing, even if you kind of think, you know, maybe people aren't ready for it yet, you know, you're before your time and you really can pioneer something. So truly just believe in yourself, believe in what you've got to offer. And if you can see an opportunity, then 100% go for it. Um, Because I mean, Natasha, how, how, how different personally and emotionally do you feel now that you're really curbing towards personal branding over the kind of systems and stuff? Honestly, I feel so much more aligned. I feel so happy. I feel so excited to show up for, to talk to the women that I want to talk to. It's so funny because when you look at through all my notes, I store my notes on my phone of like different bios I'm writing, Instagram, like blurbs, things like that. And you can see like how I'm struggling back and forth where I have like a personal branding bio. uh, And then I all of a sudden go back to helping you, you know, scale your YouTube channel with views and things like that. And it's just so funny how you can see where my heart keeps going to, but I keep backing out of that and rewriting it like, nope, that's not good enough. And so it's so funny because now that I'm like full circle, I'm just like, you know what, like at the end of the day, when you love talking about something and you know how much like it matters, like, and I'm, and I, you know, when I can't emphasize this enough, but it's like to your customers, like 
your business looks the same as everybody else's unless you have a personal brand. And people wonder why they, you know, have all these sales funnels. They start doing everything right. They take these courses and no one's buying anything. And it's seriously because like your business looks like everybody else's. Like they can't distinguish what makes you different than what everyone else is saying. And really, you know, it's the personal brand that makes it different. It's the personal brand that's going to be your number one money-making activity. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's only so many people that can show up with marble and pale pink. And trust me, I went there as well <laughs> and, and start talking about, you know, slaying the day with high heels and coffee. <laughs> Just search girl boss on uh, Pinterest and you get a little bit of a taste of, you know, what it really is like. Or You're so right. It just, it really does. And you're, you know, unless you're really sharing, because no one else has your story. No one else has your perspective. So unless you're sharing that, like how else do you differentiate yourself? Right. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And it's so funny because even with you, Aaron, like people don't know like that huge jump. Like they just think like, oh, I'm just testing colors. But for you, there was a huge like jump from that pale pink to now that bold pink, that bold pink that really like represented Aaron from the May Collective. And it's like, it's almost like the pale pink was kind of more like you, like just kind of like finding your way or trying to fit into the industry. And the bold pink was like, I'm Aaron and I'm here and this is me. And now it's changed to black and gold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now it's changed again, but you know, we're always on the up and up. So (laughs) I've changed my brand like probably about 15 times, but I mean, that's the thing. And like, I'm one of those people who one day I'm like, I'm wearing a band t-shirt and ripped jeans. And the next day I'm like country club, Aaron. And that's just the type, I'm a Gemini. That's the type of person I am. But I have that flexibility because I show up with my voice, my face, my, you know, and all of that stuff. You have so much more flexibility, just like you were speaking about in the beginning to go in so many different directions because the one constant is you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, it's going to be awkward at first and you're going to keep developing and finding yourself and your branding is going to, you know, shift with you. Yeah, absolutely. But people just don't notice as much when they, like, oh, they don't care. I think people notice, but I just don't think they care as much when yeah. they're not, they're not tied to the quote cards that you're putting on Instagram. They're, they're tied to you and your face. Yes. yes. <laughs> your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> one thing I kind of really wanted to, cause I think also something that comes with personal branding, obviously you need to show up, you know, consistently be super um, authentic. You need to be super um, vulnerable Right. But I think, and, and something that I, I've kind of experienced from clients who I'm kind of trying to teach and mentor down this personal branding path is, you know, how much do you need to share? And I'd love to hear your perspective on this because, you know, everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to have a different opinion on this. But in terms of sharing your life, particularly with things like vlogging, YouTube, you know, Instagram stories, how it's, it's all very real and authentic and like, this is me, this is my house, this is me picking up dog poo and this is my day. But like, how much do you feel like you need to share to really connect with your audience? Um, you know, I think that um, 
you know, when it comes to sharing vulnerability, as long as it's, you know, tied or anchored from your core message, that's fine. I think the problem is, is that when people just kind of share like all the negative things that happen to them and they kind of come off as like the victim that that's when the problem happens. And I know like we've all subscribed to those people that like their, you know, email list or their vlog is just like one big old like sappy session. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like this person's like always sad and miserable. But I think that, uh, I think as long as you're just showing up and being you and, and I think people can relate to um, vulnerability and they can relate to uh, trials and tribulations. But I think that as long as you're willing to, you know, show up and also share your wins as well, that you can find the balance between yeah. that. Like, you know. Yeah. So finding, finding the line between, obviously you want to share the hard times, but you don't want it because at the end of the day with entrepreneurship, like there really are a lot of freaking hard times. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's really finding that fine line between, you know, sharing the hard times without making it a hard, a hard time channel, <laughs> the hard time yeah. channel. Tune in every like, Tuesday night. <laughs> right. Like if you're documenting it, like you building your business and taking people along the way, like it's fine to show them like one day this happened, the next day this happened. But if you're just like, like I know there's some people who just come online just to like rant. Yeah. And if you're one of those like ranting people that just want to like complain, I think that's when it becomes the issue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Unless that's your brand and people like, yeah. I think there's a really creative way that you can go about that, like being like angry dad or something like that. But that's also, yeah, very specific and you have to kind of stick with that as well. So, um, yes. and then in terms of like your personal life and stuff, like how much, like, do you kind of have any kind of strategy about how much you really allow people into your personal life? And do you share much of that online? Um, you know, it's so funny because I've gone back and forth about this, specifically like your relationship. I've always like been like your relationship to be, should be so sacred. It should be something that you keep dear to your heart and it shouldn't be like blasted everywhere. But to be honest, I feel like in today's day and age, like I could see myself like literally you know, providing, you know, me and my boyfriend get married in the next year, but like maybe like in a year or something, like we have like our only like family kid channel, like, you know, how like the family vloggers yeah. are, but yeah. I, I don't really have an issue with it anymore. I used to be like one of those people like, oh, you shouldn't show that. But you know, at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, you choose what you put online, you know, you can, you can share your personal life without ragging on your significant other. Like, you know, you can do things like that. And I think, um, you know, I don't, I don't really have an issue with it. I'm, I'm, I'm so about putting yourself out there now. It's just like, you know, just girl, let it flow. I mean, you can always edit it out and delete it later. <laughs> but do you, but do you think it's necessary to have some level of visibility of a bit more, not, not, not even just your relationship, but just your, like your interests and things like that. Like when building a personal brand, do you think there's like some level that you have to let people into your life? Oh, for sure. Because people don't connect with like your, I mean, people connect with people. So, I mean, if you are, you know, uh, someone who is putting yourself out there to be this, you know, massive expert, you can say like, for example, if you're a a business coach, you can say like, you know, Hey, like me eating healthier, me exercising as a part of my routine of getting myself, you know, mentally prepared for the day. So, I mean, I think that you should definitely share those, you know, just things that I think, 
that people were always afraid, like if you shared it, it would make it seem like you were like not focused. Like, I think that you can share those parts. I think everything just comes back. Like, are you tying it back into your core message? Like you can talk about, like when people talk about like niching down and their fear about that, like you don't really have to have a fear. Like you can talk, you can talk about a lot of things if you just speak to one audience and, and tie it back into a core message. Like, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I mean, a great example of that even would be like Gary Vanderchuk, for example, talking all about buying the jets, like that right. sports and stuff doesn't necessarily have to do with social media marketing, but it has to do with making money and like his pursuit of hard work. And yeah, I can see what you mean by that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have a question because I think, you know, one of the highlights that I got from people when I said that I was going to do these interviews was they really wanted to make sure that, you know, the they were getting really actionable kind of advice for how they could grow their personal brands from the interviews themselves. So if you could go back to the beginning of your online career, you know, and starting to build your personal brand, is there anything that you would have done differently? Um, The one thing that I would probably do differently is I would stop trying to be perfect. Yes. Yes. Only because when you, when you get all caught up in perfection, especially when you first start, like you don't even know what people are going to like or not like, like you think, you know, like we all have this idea of like, oh, this is how we need to be in order to get people to like us. And it's normally like so far from that, even when it comes down to like your products, like you think people are going to buy this and then they end up buying something that is not that, you know? So I think that, you know, perfection is really going to rob you from success. And I think that when it comes to your personal brand, you really should just show up and be yourself and just have fun testing. Like nothing is wrong with testing and having fun. And I mean, you have years before, you know, you ever get into a place where you're like, you know, Beyonce status and you can't make one mistake, like enjoy it while you can still, you know, you know, carve your baby to what you want it to be. God, I love that. Enjoy it while you can carve your baby. That's definitely going on a court. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I think you kind of like answered that in this question anyway, but being that like, and let's not be naive here, being that the online space is so freaking competitive, like there are so many people selling products, selling courses, providing services, and it's only growing considering, you know, so many more people are also jumping online. But <laughs> what advice would you have for someone who, really has a passion and wants to share it, but they don't really know how to stand out. Like maybe even a visibility, like where, where should they be trying to build their personal brand or anything like that? So I always say that if you want to stand out, the best way to do it is to find some sort of like signature element within your brand. So this is something that I teach when I'm mentoring women or when I coach them. But basically what we do is we sit down and we look at like their core values, right? So maybe their core values are things like, you know, I believe that, you know, women should have, you know, be able to shop when they want to not have to worry about the price tag, should be able to travel, you know, drink champagne, you know, live, uh, you know, you know, go to the Ritz Carlton or whatever, then we take those core values and we try to look at a theme, right? So if this theme would be like luxury, right? So being that your core values are all kind of surrounded around luxury, then we built this brand around luxury, right? And it can be so many things and you'd be surprised, like, you know, I mean, there's just so many different things you can pull out of yourself if you just kind of give yourself that like brain vomit session. And so once you start looking at like, like all the things you like, all the things you love to do, you can find a common theme. 
And once you find those, and it could be a couple of different things, right? It could be two or three different adjectives that you use to describe, you know, your like the theme of who you are. But once you have that theme, you build that brand from that. Like, so for me, you know, when it came to my brand and me standing out, um, you know, my common theme was around like fame and entertainment and theater. And the reason why is because everything I do comes from that background that I have in theater and entertainment, what I believe in. So I always try to make my brand about, you know, kind of like that celebrity, like showing up as your inner celebrity and, and doing things like that and unleashing your inner celebrity because, you know, I, you know, do have this history of, you know, working with these type of brands. And so it's just like, and you know, that theater background. So that was like the common themes that I found, you know? So yeah. that ended up being the thing that I use to really like set my brand apart is if I just build everything around that theme, then there'll be no one else like me. Oh, I love that. I love that. And for anyone listening, if you actually think back to episode two, when we went through those pillars of personal branding and that differentiation piece, it's, you know, and it doesn't have to be a value. It can be a characteristic. It can be a personality trait. Like um, I think a really great example of this, Natasha, do you know Kimra Luna? Yes. Um, it's a, her style. Like what you're speaking about here, it's just her, her galactic style. And then she's built her brand and personal brand around that. So, I mean, yeah, it could be anything. What, what's, what are those unique selling points about you? How, how can you kind of enhance them? Right. And I just want to give one last tip, like just to give like a really good example, there is um, a girl named Elise Dharma, right? And she is someone who is a social media coach, right? But her common theme, right? The thing that sets her apart, which is a part of her core values is her love for travel, right? She's obsessed with like traveling and going around the world. So, you know, she used that pretty much to be her, her where she's going to anchor, you know, you know, her business from. So now when you look at like her website and her, her Instagram page, everything is so travel themed. Like when you go to her website, you know, instead of seeing like something that says free training or resource library, she says something like every travelpreneur needs, you know, a treasure loot. Like it's really cute and like travel focused. And, you know, when you go to her about page, instead of it being about page, it's like, where in the world is Elise Dharma, you know, like a, a based off of like the Carmen San Diego thing. So yeah. she really infused that travel as a signature element through her branding. And I really believe that if you sit there and you list out your core values and you find this theme, if you can really build your brand around that theme, you will be able to stand out because how many people do we know teach entrepreneurship, teach social media strategy and have travel so infused into their brand that it's like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so she stands out from the women that are just doing the pink and marble, you know? So yeah. I really think it's so important to like, you know, give yourself that vomit session to really like look at what, you know, things, you know, make you who you are. Awesome. Awesome. I'll um, leave her website linked in Natasha. I'll get the details off you after and I'll leave that linked in the show notes so everyone can go check her out. That is so awesome. And yeah, that's such a great note to end on. So really, you know, if you're really going to take anything, I mean, there's lots to take out of today's episode, but really, if you want to nail this whole personal branding thing, you know, it's important for those opportunities. You know, it's got Natasha to where she is. It's got myself and so many other people to where they want to be living a life that just is so much more open and free rather than being caged to, you know, whatever business you decided in the beginning, but really just find that thing about yourself that's really going to differentiate you from everyone else. And I think you will agree, Natasha, but don't choose it, find it. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Find it inside you. Ha- I love that. Have a vomit session. Just go <laughs> vom everywhere. <laughs> yes, that's the best way to do it. Just vomit. <laughs> vomit your way to success. <laughs> And quote card number five. <laughs> I'm going to call this episode Vomit Your Way to Success. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. So on that note, something very special that I have decided because obviously this, this podcast, this whole kind of journey is all about personal branding. And what better way to really get to know someone's authentic self and more about their personal brand than putting them in the fire line to answer questions about themselves as quickly as possible. So <laughs> I have decided at the end of each episode, I'm going to be putting the guests through a series of questions and they have to answer it literally as they quick as they first as they literally as quick as they can and the game is going to be called first thought so oh my god i'm shaking (laughs) (laughs) yes to be honest there aren't that many questions so this probably won't go and like no pressure like you can make sure it's not over three seconds (laughs) all right all right i'm ready all right are you ready Mm -hmm. what's your favorite color Oh my gosh, red, pink, and gold. Sorry, there's three. What's your favorite snack? Uh, 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 oh God. Uh, uh, Cinnabons, those giant, massive Cinnabons. What is your favorite book? Oh my gosh, my favorite book right now is The Science of Getting Rich. Love that book. Love that book so much. If you've not read it, audience, then you definitely need to. What's your worst habit? Oh my gosh, my worst habit is doing things, oh, uh, perfection, doing it over and over again and never releasing stuff. <laughs> that, that's a really like philosophical one. Mine would be like biting my nails. <laughs> <laughs> well, first so, thought, I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> what do you think about in the shower? <laughs> oh my gosh. Probably some movie I just watched. I don't even know what I'm, yeah, a movie or something, I'm sure. <laughs> well, on that note, if you could be a movie star, who would you be? Oh my gosh, I would probably be, um, I'd probably be Viola Davis right now because she is killing it with How to Get Away with Murder. That's like my favorite show right now. Um, okay, so sorry, in Australia, we're probably five years behind. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure The Lion King just came out here. <laughs> well, the show is about how to get away with murder. Oh, oh, okay. If it wasn't Viola Davis, it would be definitely Nicole Kidman because I'm like obsessed with her. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. <laughs> yes, I love her. What was the last thing you Googled? Um, the last thing I Googled um, was probably, oh God, I'm so embarrassed myself, I'm sure. So, come on, it's an honesty game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's myself. <laughs> you Googled yourself. I, Googled myself I always Google myself. <laughs> that or John McCain, because I was looking at pictures of him when he was younger and he's kind of hot, so... <laughs> Got to make sure there's nobody writing those hate articles about you, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) If you could have a superpower, what superpower would you choose? Oh, to fly. Yes, that's awesome. Awesome. I would love to fly. (laughs) Then I would have to pay for uh, airplanes. (laughs) And you can come over here and finally have a wine. (laughs) I know, I know. That's what we have to do is have wine together. (laughs) So if if they were going to make a musical about your life, what would the opening song be? Oh my God. 
probably she's a maniac. My boyfriend <laughs> says I'm crazy. It'd be she's a maniac. She's a maniac on the floor because I, when it comes to this business stuff, I go from one day super excited to the next day like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Hashtag entrepreneurship. <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, they are all of my questions. Thank you for answering them so honestly and letting the world know that you sit there Googling yourself all day, but (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys. (laughs) But thank you so, so much for jumping on and sharing all of your nuggets of wisdom. If you could just let everybody know where they can find you and what you have going on at the moment. So yes, guys, you can find me at girlceouniverse.com. And currently we're getting ready to release a couple of really cool personal branding programs. I'm going to be sharing with people how to bring their personal brand to YouTube. Um, But right now I'm currently um, doing some mentorships. I'm helping um, some women for the next, uh, starting in May, I'll be working with them for four to six months. So if you are looking for a mentor, I have two spots left. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. And Natasha is absolutely amazing. She's so caring. She goes over and above for her clients. I know firsthand because I'm basically one of them, except it's just (laughs) therapists. That's what we are. Therapists, like everything (laughs) under the sun. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much. And I will chat to you soon. Yes, love. <laughs> so I really, really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And one one kind of key takeaway that I did really want to just touch upon here, because I think what's going to be really important for these interviews is that I do make mention of what the important takeaways are for you. But if you can really pull anything out of this episode that is going to help you on your pursuit of a profitable and memorable personal brand, it's to really find that one thing, that one differentiating factor, that one part of you, that value, that characteristic that is going to make you stand out from everybody else. You know, we all have unique parts of who we are that attract other people towards us because we're so passionate or so quirky. And finding that and being able to pull that out of yourself and make that a part of what you're building here online is really going to set you apart from each and every other person. So make sure you do follow Natasha on all of her social media channels. Of course, that will be left in the description or the show notes, as well as a link to her YouTube channel as well. So make sure you do go follow her. You can consume all of her knowledge like I get the pleasure of doing daily. I really hope that you did enjoy this interview. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next one. So that is it, my dear friend, for today's episode. I really, really hope that it was valuable to you. I really hope that you got some information that you can take away to really start growing a profitable and memorable personal brand and just show up for life being unapologetically yourself. I would be super, super grateful if you could take just a couple of moments of your time to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. I really appreciate you listening today. Thank you so much and I will see you in the next episode.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.